0: Well, as we continue to observe Human Rights Day today, Iranti, an advocacy organization defending amongst others the rights of lesbian, intersex and transgender people in Africa, says that they are still waiting for the Department of Home Affairs to publish the National Identification and Registration Bill that will remove gender markers from South African identity numbers. Uh, Joining us now to explain how this bill will assist the nation in building more inclusive communities and societies, we are joined on the line by Nolwazi Toussini, who is the acting co-director at Iranti Organisation? Nolwazi, good afternoon, and thank you so much for making time for us. So, what do you make of this delay?
1: Um, I truly can't explain it, Alden. I don't know what has led to the to the delay. What I do know is that um, in February, the Department uh, of Home Affairs Minister Minister Aaron Mutale were uh, concerned that. Um, Cabinet had signed off on the bill to be published for comments uh, comments by members of the public, Uh, but we have yet to see this bill, get our eyes on this bill, and see really what it says, um, specifically in terms of our advocacy work around the gender neutral identity number. Um, and so we're not quite sure what's in the bill. We know that the bill, this bill is based on the identity management policy which was signed up by the Cabinet um, last year which said it was going to explore three different possible options in terms of resolving um, the legal gender recognition issues uh, that we see as a result of Act 49 and the ways in which our identity mm-hmm. management system has been managed before.
0: And why is it important to fast-track the bill?
1: It's important to fast check the bill, Algin, because um, trans and gender diverse persons who have applied for gender market ch- uh, changes, some of them did it uh, as part of the of the partnership that we did uh, with Home Affairs last year, are essentially sitting without ID numbers, because what happens when you apply for a gender market change? under the current legislation, is that your ID number is then canceled in the system because a new ID number then needs to be generated with a different gender marker. And this is the problem with embedding gender markers into the the ID numbers, and this is why we have been calling for a gender-neutral identity uh, number to be created For all South Africans, as opposed to one of the options that had been uh, uh, promulgated by the cabinet in the identity management policy, which is looking at creating a third um, non-binary ID number, Mm -hmm. which could lead to uh, further discrimination of non-binary and gender diverse persons, because then you would be easily identifiable if you don't choose the male or the female um, options. And so, really, the best option is for us to move towards a gender-neutral identity number. And this is what we're hoping to see in the National Identification and Registration Bill of 2022 once it's released for public comment.
0: Yeah, and and, and the country has made some progress, for instance, if you look at um, the, the Health Act when it comes, for instance, to gender affirming surgery and so forth. However, though, there's another element to um, the, some of this progress that has been made, and that is the discrimination that still exists, even from home That's affairs officials. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, um, and and that discrimination continues to to exist even in the in when we speak around. Access to gender affirming healthcare. So, yes, there are about three hospitals in the country that offer gender affirming healthcare, surgeries in particular, and and medical transition healthcare. But we have found um, on the ground that many people trying to access this gender affirming healthcare through the public healthcare system um, often face discrimination but also face access problems. One of the hospitals in Cape Town has a waiting list that is almost Forty years long, in order to be able to access gender-affirming um, healthcare, uh, uh, um, healthcare in in those in in that particular hospital. And so, this is part of our call when we do the queer sonar, um, uh campaign every year to say that the the government and the state needs to actually allocate explicitly um, uh, resources towards um, things such as gender-affirming healthcare, as well as ensuring people have access to legal gender recognition but also as it re- relates to gender friendly healthcare gender friendly healthcare also speaks to ensuring that intersex people and intersex children are not subjected to intersex genital mutilation um, whilst they're in the healthcare system.
0: Yeah, That's been for me such a fascinating um, debate and conversation because the argument is um, who decides if um, an infant is born intersex That uh, what gender do you affirm at that particular age because the child is still young so who gives consent and sometimes also taking into consideration the advice that would come from the doctors.
1: The problem with some of the advice that comes from the the doctors, particularly as it relates to um, intersex uh, babies and children, is that it pathologizes the intersex condition and you find children then being subjected to medical interventions and uh, procedures that are not necessary for their day-to-day health and that often have um, really traumatic uh, 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 outcomes for the intersex people that have that have experienced the sex genital mutilation. And we believe that it is against the enshrined right to bodily autonomy. A person must decide their gender for themselves. And until such a time as when they can express their gender, which is as young as two years old, then the, they should be they should not be forced to um, endure medical procedures in order to bring their bodies in line with a gender binary that really doesn't say anything about who a person really is
0: nolazi Tusini thank you so much for your time acting co-director at Iranti organization it's four o'clock